Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for season two. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined in the studio by Debbie Stewart. Hey, so glad to be here. And we have a really special episode for you today. Debbie, will you tell our listeners what the purpose of today's episode is? Well, I love this because just yesterday, the Lord changed the whole launch of our second season. So I appreciate how He redirects our lives and redirects our focus, which is exactly what He did last weekend at our IF Women's Conference. And I'm thrilled to share with uh, our listeners today some of the things that the Lord did. If you were there... You know exactly what I'm talking about, about the strong move of the Lord. Uh, Mm. It's hard to express in words, um, but the Lord just moved in a miraculous way. And we want to share a little bit of those focal points, maybe the high points, the defining moments, some of the stories that we heard in hopes that it will encourage our listeners today. Absolutely. The Lord moved in so many ways at Iftaya this weekend, and it has been such a privilege and an honor, really, to hear stories from women about how God has changed their life and the work that He's doing for them. So we are so excited to share with you about what the Lord has taught us. Well, and the theme, that whole theme, even if, Mm -hmm. which sounds kind of strange, but this weekend we have been called and we learned uh, tools. We were given tools and techniques on how to build even if faith. We're going to talk about some people today that had even if faith and what that looks like and how we develop it in our own lives. Well, and one of my favorite messages from the weekend was from Mike Mike Todd, mm. who's pastor at Transformation Church in Oklahoma, and he shared about how we have to anchor ourselves in Christ, which is so true. And one thing that stood out to me is he was talking about this idea of shallow end faith and deep end faith. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we stay in the shallow end thinking that we can control things, control our circumstances, and thinking it's safer, but it's really not because we don't need an anchor in the shallow end. We need it in the deep end. And so God is calling us deeper, but we're over here trying to control things in the shallow, and frankly, it's not working for us. I love that. He was hilarious, by oh the way. Gosh, so good. I love that. Well, I love what one point, you know, if you, if you, so sorry we can't share the visual with this, but at one point he jumped into the kiddie pool to make the point of how we love being in the shallow Can I just say, I was really worried watching him do that with his <laughs> microphone on. I thought, are are you going to electrocute yourself right here? <laughs> Shoes and all. He jumped in. He made his point, though. He did. This is what we do. We kick around in the shallows. And I loved how he said, shallows don't mean nothing. Shallow end doesn't mean anything. And so deep calls to deep, mm-hmm. I think, is how he said that. Oh, absolutely. And he also talked about the importance of us anchoring together, mm-hmm. which I think in a time in our world, in our culture, in our church even, with so much division around politics and choices we make, whether that's mask or no mask, vaccine, mm-hmm. no vaccine, um, homeschooling our kids, sending them to school, whatever those choices are, we are getting so divisive Mm -hmm. in these. And he Mm -hmm. talked about how we have to anchor together um, in order to anchor ourselves in Christ and follow Christ better. And he used the illustration of a boat at a lake party. And he talked about how one boat is the anchor and all the other boats anchor to that boat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And them anchoring together makes them stronger, which I think is a beautiful representation of the church and how when we anchor ourselves to one another in Christ, our strength comes from that. And we are able to um, get focused in on the vision, which at our church, the vision of transforming lives with the truth Mm -hmm. of Jesus. We do that better when we're together, not when we get focused on our own passions, thoughts, or preferences, and we start 
drifting away from each other in the Lord. But when we are together, mm-hmm. um, standing for Jesus and his truth together, we are mm-hmm. so much better and stronger. Well, and it's Romans, uh, I think it's 12.1 that says that we would be mutually strengthened, encouraged, mm-hmm. and comforted by mm-hmm. each other's faith, both yours and mine. And I've seen that boat, the picture that he gave about those boats all connected together. They do that four or five times a year in Dallas on Lake Grapevine. Mm. It is quite the the sight to watch all of those boats connected. And the point of it is you don't stay on your boat. Mm-mm. When you are connected, then you go to the next boat and you get to know the people. That's one thing I loved about this weekend is the connections that were made. Na- among women. And I know that COVID, rightfully so, for a period of time, had to keep us isolated. But we are past that. And, and I think it was Mike Todd that mentioned, we we became just lulled asleep uh, during that particular time. And this was a wake-up call. This oh, was yes. a spiritual wake-up call. I loved it. Well, and then Hebrews six nineteen reminds us that we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, mm. firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain which that last sentence seems like a weird part to throw in there, but it is a representation of a place that we cannot go without Jesus, which is how we are in our own lives. He takes us deeper and closer to Christ, and we can't go deeper with Jesus without holding on to Him and using Him as our anchor. That's right. And even if faith really calls us into this deeper level and to refocus our passion, even if life hasn't turned out the way that we planned, uh, even if our prayers were not answered. I, I just left a funeral of a 57-year-old woman. I'm 57. It was quite sobering today. And even if the Lord has not answered those prayers as you desired, or even if God asks you to do a hard thing or gives you an assignment, or maybe there's a season of suffering or some unexpected things happen, even if will you continue to serve him, even if will you follow hard after God. We have some examples of people in God's word who followed hard after him, and they had even if kind of faith. Oh, absolutely. One example that was presented at the conference was um, the from Bianca Oltoff's talk, mm. and that was the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, if you haven't heard this story, it's from Daniel, and it's taken, these men are taken from their homes in Babylon or they're taken from their homes Mm -hmm. to Babylon, um, and they grew to be respected in that community, but they weren't going to worship the gods of that community. They were still going to worship the one true God, which became a problem when a decree was enacted uh, that said, hey, you all got to bow down Mm -hmm. to this idol that we've built. And the men were like, we're not doing that. And so they were thrown into a fiery furnace. Um, But before they were thrown into the fire, uh, that says in Daniel 3, 17 through 18, if this be so... Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver Mm -hmm. us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And this idea that the decisions that we make today are going to affect our tomorrow. And we have to make these decisions to trust God and to believe that he is able to save us. And even if he doesn't save us, he's still good. He's still in control. He's still God. Um, so that when we hit those circumstances, we can stand on that. That's a big part of even if faith, the mm-hmm. decision is made before the crisis. The decisions made in your daily activities, like we've always talked about, 20 minutes a day for the rest of your life. That is our challenge. That's how you build even if faith, daily, day by day. I want to go back to a point that the Lord is just stirring in my heart right now. At the very beginning of that chapter, when they, when, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were introduced, right before that, the king said, I want you to go out and find the most talented, 
the strong, the young, and it even says the good looking. So what I want to say to my generation, I'm in my fifties. What I want to say to my generation in protection of the younger generation is that the enemy is seeking out the young, the talented, uh, the strong for training in his camp, so to speak. Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, go find me the best you can. Bring them back and let me train them the way I want them to be trained. And I'm watching the enemy do that with our younger generation. He's seeking after those young, strong and talented. And so that's that's why we connect together. We're stronger in that way so that the enemy cannot infiltrate some of these young lives. You haven't lived long enough to experience some of the tactics and the tricks of the enemy. And we need to be on guard against that for those who are coming behind us. And that so is I'm so, not going to charge extra for that. that oh, was just thank you. Thank you. Well, then as somebody in my 20s, that's appreciated. <laughs> yes. It's, it, it's a burden that I carry. But as we, as we are looking at people that had, even if faith, that's a great illustration. Um, I saw a quote one time about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that said, sometimes the Lord allows us to be thrown into the furnace to make a point to those who threw us in. <sighs> And oftentimes it's not about us. It's about other people that are watching. How are we going to respond in this crisis? So if we have made that predetermined uh, uh, priority that we are going to have even if kind of faith. Esther was another. You remember Mm -hmm. Esther. She said, I've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And she was going to see the king. And she said, if I perish, I perish. Mm -hmm. She had predetermined, I am going to pursue the call of God. I am going to accomplish the assignment of God on my life. If it hair lips the devil, so to speak, like I'm doing it. If it costs me my life, I'm all in and I will die being obedient to the Lord. Well, and I remember her uncle telling her, look, if you're not going to do this, God's going to pull up somebody else to do this for you instead of you. And so what a privilege to be the person to get to do that. That she made that declaration ahead of time before Mm -hmm. the crisis hit. I'm thinking also about the woman with the issue of blood. She's not named in God's word, but the Bible said she did everything she could to get to Jesus. I I, want to just pause right here for a second. I lost sight of that over the last year or so. I wasn't doing everything that I could to get to Jesus in that passionate pursuit of Him and a relative, a real relationship with Him. And sometimes we can lose focus. And that's what was so wonderful about the weekend. It caused us to kind of refocus, to redirect our thinking, to redirect some priorities. But she had determined in her mind, I'm getting to Jesus. Mm -hmm. If I get mauled by this crowd, and no doubt the men were pushing her away as the mob was pushing her away, she was determined to get to Jesus. And the Bible says when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, not his arm, not his face, but in faith, she touched the hem of his garment. And he said, who touched me? And the disciples being as clueless as they always have been, like, Lord, uh, everybody's touching you. We're all touching you. Yeah, yeah. how are we supposed to know who touched you? He knew, the Bible says that he knew that faith, someone with faith, had reached out and touched him. And I want to be that woman. I want to be her. Well, and I want to be the woman that does everything that I can to get myself to Jesus. Right. I also think of um, the friends who brought yes. their friend to Jesus and cut a hole in the roof yes. just to get to him. Like, are we living that way today where we are willing to do whatever it takes to get to Jesus? 
Or are we doing whatever it takes to get to the next vacation or get back home to watch that Netflix show or whatever it is? And in my case, not so much are we doing everything to get to a particular thing where I found myself was I was doing everything to get past Mm. a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself over this year, once I get past this, now if I can get just, if we can get over this and get over there, like it's going to be greater later, you know, if I can get past this, I'll be living the life once this is over and once, once this is done. and I kept wanting to get past the thing. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was concentrating me on the process of the thing, not trying to get past the thing. Mm, that's good. Another thing that Bianca Oltoff shared in her story when she was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is those aren't their real names. Oh, yeah. That was so Which good. was fascinating to me because she went back and broke down what the names that they were given when they were taken into captivity mm-hmm. in Babylon and what their original names mean. And I want to go through those because that was really interesting to me. So Shadrach, that name means fearful of God. But Hananiah, which is his birth name that was given to him, is means Yahweh is gracious or beloved by God. And I love how his name is something about God, but then in captivity, mm-hmm. it got twisted, twisted into being fearful of God. Mm-hmm. And not in like the fear of God that we as Christians are supposed to have, but in like a fearful, not a fan, runaway kind of situation. Well, and then Meshach, that name means I am humiliated. But Mishael means who is like God. Mm -hmm. And then Abednego uh, means servant of Nebo, who was the God of wisdom. But Azariah means Yahweh has helped and the Lord is my God. Mm -hmm. And that kind of begs the question, have we allowed other people to name us? Mm -hmm. Or have we been called by what God has named us himself? And we can read in scripture, and I'll put the references for these in the description. But in scripture throughout, we see that we are God's handiwork created with intentionality and purpose. We are forgiven. We are chosen. We are children of God. And we have victory through Christ. But so often we choose to believe the names that the world has put Mm -hmm. on us that are not of Christ. Right. Or even that the enemy tries to put on us as well, that we are shameful, that we are regretful, and that bitterness and resentment and all of these things, that this is our identity, becomes our filter, and that's just not not true. Sometimes we put those own names on ourselves. I think of um, the story of Ruth and her Mm -hmm. mother-in-law when she went back, which if you haven't read that story, you need to go Mm -hmm. read it, but... When she had left her home for a time, and when she came back, she said, call me Mara, which means bitter. Mm -hmm. And she self-identified as bitter, but that is not who Christ made us to be. And even going through this list makes me so thankful that we serve a God who gets all the glory. And He is the one who names us, and He is the only hope that we can cling to. That's good. One of the important points from this weekend, as has been demonstrated through all of these characters we've talked about, and is... is true in my own life, is that God puts us in a particular place for a specific reason to accomplish an important thing. Mm-hmm. So if we can embrace the place that he has us, for some people, it was a fiery furnace. For other people, it was walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Where's the place? Where does God have you right now? Are you just trying to get past that onto the next thing and get this over with and be done? Let's embrace the place that he has given us. There was a great scripture this weekend from Psalm 119 verse 11. I'm going to read it from the message. It says, I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. I'm 
I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't send myself bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a great word? It's good. I love the idea of banking the promises and reading through scripture and studying what what are the promises that God has given us and what has he called us. It's such an encouragement um, to me just about um, what God is teaching us and how when we anchor ourselves in Christ and when we choose to say, I'm going to have this even if faith, that I'm mm-hmm. going to follow Christ no matter what and no matter where it takes me, um, that that is the kind of faith that is fruitful. Mm. Absolutely. And we've watched so many women over this weekend begin to move forward in faith, despite whatever circumstances they're in. They made that decision. I'm moving forward in faith. And that's just a call to action that we have uh, for our listeners today. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that we got to experience this weekend with these women and that we got to sit here and just kind of have a conversation about it. And in closing our podcast today, I feel so strongly to say to those who are listening that God is calling us to a passionate pursuit of Him, to redirect our priorities and our passions and our thoughts. Somewhere, it seems, in our journey, we have gotten sidetracked, we have gotten derailed, we've gotten distracted, uh, perhaps spiritually lethargic, relationally untethered, emotionally overwhelmed, and perhaps we've lost interest, lost focus on Jesus. I'm reminded about a woman that's listed in Second Kings. She's not named. <clears throat> She's called the woman from Schumann, the Schumannite woman. And when God called her, he was about to tell her about something impossible that he wanted to do in her life. And the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 4 that as she received that word, she stood in the doorway. And that reminded me so much of myself. You know, if you're standing in a doorway, the truth is you could go either way. Mm. You're not in. You're not in the room. You're not really out in the hallway yet. You're standing in the doorway, perhaps trying to make a decision. I want to call that the doorway of indecision. I don't know if I want to step in all faith in all of this and do what God is asking me to do, or if I want to just keep my life the way that I like it and the way that I want it and my own personal preferences. You could go either way. I believe today that the Lord redirected this entire podcast launch for this second season for someone who is listening today. And you're standing in that doorway of indecision, and the Lord is calling us to go all in, to let go of those fears, of those names that people have given you, uh, let go of those hardships and the difficulties, and just focus your faith again on Jesus and go all in. I was telling my sweetheart about this woman in Second Kings. I said, this woman, I love her. She just went all in. And I guess I said that several times, going all in. I'm going all in. He's like, baby, you do know that's a poker term, right? And I said, well, yeah, never been to a poker game. I've seen a few. But think about that. Think about what does a person do in that game if they go all in? What do they do? They put all their chips in and they just put everything they got in the middle. That's right. I'm they, going for it. They push it all forward and say, this is all I've got. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting every bit of it on the line. I'm going all in. And that's what the Lord, I believe, is calling us to do this very day is to go all in in a passionate pursuit of Him. Women's ministry exists to help you do that. Mm -hmm. We want to give you the tools, the techniques, the relationship, and fast track your spiritual growth. Contact us, connect with us at greenacreswomen.org. Absolutely. And you know, before we go, I think we need to pray for that woman that wants to go all in and who is standing in the doorway of indecision and can't decide which way she's going to go. Would you say a prayer for her? I will. And let me say this scripture to her as well. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, this is from the Amplified Bible. For he, that speaking of God, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you, assuredly not. I say, take that devil. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for this, the person today who is listening to this podcast who is feeling so stirred up in their spirit that this is the right thing. This is the thing they've been hoping for, the thing they've been thinking about, but have been too fearful to move forward. And I pray today that through one sentence prayer, I am all in, Lord. I am all yours, Lord, that you would move in on their behalf. And Lord, that you would open doors that no man can open and you would close doors that no man can close. And you have called us to miraculous things. Things. Albeit hard assignments at times, you have called us to step out in faith and believe you for the impossible, just like the woman in Second Kings. So Lord, today we do that. We do that individually and we do that together as women joined together. Lord, we want to push everything we've got forward and say, we are all in. Let it be as you desire. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And Ladies, we will see you next week for another episode of the Equip Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.